0: The handoff,
1: Jesse Jones, he runs it around the near side, makes the man hit, he's got He he's inside the 20, inside the 15, to 10, touchdown, down he's to pass, That's a long drop, a little straight pass, number four, over the middle of the field, he's in the clear, He could go all the way, and it is a touchdown, down In 11.24, we going here in the first quarter, that strikes strike first. wide receivers to the far side, one on the near side. Paul takes the
0: snap of the shotgun, hands it off to Bruin, he has the first down, and four. he Inside the DS5, touchdown! In's real good. and a- Kevin, I've been dying to ask you this question since the news broke yesterday with the NCAA kind of ruling in favor of the name, image, and likeness. Uh, kind of controversy that's been brewing there for a couple of weeks. Uh, have you ever been paid? your name image and likeness i haven't i have not been paid for
1: my name image or likeness and uh, i feel like we kind of missed out you know uh i you know you were the big baseball star in high school you know and uh, i was home schooled so you know the home educators never never offered to bribe me for uh money uh we didn't have a football league so you know i wasn't interested in
0: Whatever the home educator has (laughs) done. I will like to say this. Hey, Chick-fil-A, if you need a guy that you want to use their name, image, and likeness to help promote your food, I'm all in on board with that, especially with Popeyes announcing they're bringing the chicken sandwich back. See, I'm all for Popeyes bringing that
1: chicken sandwich back. I didn't get to try it the first time, and I'm ready to compare. I want to
0: know the truth. Who is better? Well, they say the truth will set you free. Yeah, it will. I think it's a great uh, move for Popeyes and the marketing department to introduce, reintroduce the sandwich on a Sunday when Chick Fil A is closed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know there's Chick Fil A's in church and Popeyes out here, you know, working on the Sabbath, giving giving <laughs> giving the church people their their chicken sandwich. So, <laughs> oh my goodness,
0: you got me choked up there. Yeah. Ah. Welcome to Sports 601 Podcast, Season 1, Episode 11. I'm your host, James Pugh. I cover sports for sports601.com and the Laurel Impact for Jasper Jones, Smith, and Wayne County. And to my 1 o'clock is my co-host, who covers sports for sports601.com, and the Hattiesburg Impact for Forrest Lamar and Covington County, Kevin Lanty. Kevin, if this was a newscast, at the bottom of the screen, they would be in bright bold letters, breaking news. You wanna know what that breaking news is?
1: I know what breaking news you have, and I cannot believe it. I can't believe you broke
0: the curse. I have broken the curse. For the last five or six weeks, no matter how many wins I get, seven, eight, or nine, I always end up with three losses this week i've broken the curse and actually have broken the curse in a good way the bad way would have been losing four games Mm -hmm. or five but this week i break the curse and i go nine and two and two losses you bumped up your winning percentage yes 72.04 percent. i'm 67 and 26 on the season kevin how about you
1: i i did great I doubted one of my teams and I shouldn't have done that, but I went nine and one on the week and I bumped up my winning percentage. I'm at 71.43%, hit that 70 70 percentage mark, and surpassed it. And I am 65 and 27 on the year. New area to cover, I'm pretty proud of myself.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good, 71.43%. It's it's a good number. Yeah. Uh, Like I said before, I would like to get to 75%, and I don't know if I'll get there, but uh, I guess I would have to go, You're going to have to go undefeated. I'm going to have to go undefeated this week. Yeah. And I think that's more possible this week because I mentioned last week that there were several games that I was kind of iffy on, uh, you know, and uh, just, I guess I got them right, you know. Uh, the, The two games that I lost were games that, I should not have lost uh, Bay Springs and enterprise enterprise pulls the shocker there and then I was for sure that Mize was going to get a win over Heidelberg and Mize didn't and those were the games that I picked and lost and what well, that's just how it rolls sometimes yeah that's how it is sometimes you just you never know well let's go through those week 10 scores uh, you know this week was one of those tricky weeks again where Due to weather, you had some games being played on Thursday and the others played on Friday. And then we did have one Saturday game, which we'll mention later on. Uh, But let me just run through the scores. You had Northeast Jones, a winner over Natchez, 38 to 12. Laurel and Forest Hill, the score ended up 29 for Laurel, 14 for Forest Hill. A lot closer score than I would have imagined this game. A little shocker there for me. Then you had South Jones uh, getting getting a win over Wingfield, a much-needed win, uh, 38-14. Mendenhall beats Northeast Jones 14-7. to I was at that game. Northeast Jones had a chance to score and tie the game uh, as the final seconds uh, came to a close. They were a yard away and just couldn't get it done. So Northeast Jones falls to Mendenhall 14-7. to uh, One of those games that I got wrong, Heidelberg, 40, uh, Miles 38. This game went into double overtime, I believe. Uh, I know it went into overtime. I believe it was was. double overtime, yeah. So uh, Heidelberg picks up a win and sets himself in a good position uh, as the playoffs are coming up. Uh, As we mentioned, Enterprise shocks Bay Springs 36-22. This was a game that I was at Thursday night. Bay Springs just made some – some some bad penalties uh, on plays that would have been touchdowns, uh, two touchdowns for base springs got called back for blocking the back and holding that happened about ten or fifteen yards behind the play. Uh, Talked to Dan Brady after the game. Obviously he was a little upset and in his in, in in his own words said that base springs just pretty much wet the bed and he was dead on on that. Uh, Stringer the game that I was at Saturday, the only Saturday game that we had in our area. Stringer picks up a big win over Sebastopol who previously beat Resurrection Catholic, one of the top teams in this region, stunned them, and and Stringer came out in that game and just dominated. They win 42 to seven. Civil Bay, they're back-to-back, 3A District 3 Champs. They get a win over a 16 to 0 to end the regular season and they get a first round by the playoffs. Raleigh a winner over St. Andrews, 50 to 21. Taylorsville all over Puckett. This is nothing new. Taylorsville keeps rolling 47 to 0. Wayne Academy 46. Winston Academy 14. And then you have Wayne County winners over Gaucher, 34 to 7. Kevin, talk about the games in your area.
1: Yeah, you talked a little bit about it. We had those Thursday-Friday night games, and it's almost to the point to where this is a normal week for us.
0: It's yeah, getting to it's, that point. I, I, don't, I don't remember a year in the 10 years that I've been covering high school athletics where uh, during football season you had this many games changed Thursday night and games played on Saturday. Yeah, it's
1: been crazy. Uh, so just keep in mind that some of these games were played Thursday night and some were played Friday night. Uh, first of all, you had Pedal; they defeated Meridian thirty-eight to eight. You had Oak Grove; they went up to Brandon and took care of business. They're in must-win territory, and they took care of business and defeated Brandon thirty-six to twenty-eight. That results in a five-way tie at three and two uh, in that region. and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, You had Hattiesburg defeat Long Beach, and this is something I I just wanted to share because I was at this game Thursday night. Talking about Hattiesburg, they seem to be clicking at the right time. And I, I just want to share what they did to Long Beach real quick. Uh, Long Beach received the opening kickoff and they went three and out. Then they had a turnover on downs. They went three and out again. They had a punt blocked. They had a three and out. They had a turnover on downs. They had a three and out. Uh, then they we went to the second half. Uh, they had a three and out, another three and out. Uh, then they had an interception so Hattiesburg took care of business against Long Beach uh, and they defeated them 55 to nothing. Uh, Columbia shut out Seminary 31 to zero. Uh, Stone did the same to summerall 42 to zero. Mount Olive they just keep rolling. 38 to eight over Salem. Uh, MRA or Madison Ridgeland defeated Presbyterian Christians 38 to seven. Purvis had a big game and a big win. They lock up the three seed, uh, defeating Forest County AG 18 to 13. East Marion defeated North Forest eight to zero. North Forest had a chance to uh, potentially tie that game in the last couple of minutes, but could not punch the ball in. Then you had the other game that I was at Friday night was Perry Central and Collins, and I believe Collins got the ball six times in Perry Central territory. Just could not move the ball. Uh, the the mud. It was probably the muddiest field uh, that I've ever been to in my uh, eight eight years, I believe now, covering uh, football. Uh, they just could not could not get the ball in. And, and Perry Central, they had two big plays. And that's what changed the game. Uh, Colin's got a safety on a botched punt, and the punter just kicked it, kicked it out of the end zone. So, uh,
0: yeah, that was that was a tough game uh, and a muddy game. So, that speaking was... of muddy affairs, there were a lot of teams that we covered this week that uh, went out on the field to begin the game and white jerseys and walked off with brown.
1: Oh, the stringer of basketball games,
0: basketball wearing white, they look brown Yeah, uh, Saturday night. You could obviously tell in that game when kids came in if they had much playing time prior to coming into the ball game because, you know, they were white jerseys jerseys that didn't have any mud on it. And it was like, yep, that guy hadn't played yet. Right. So you can check out our photos on sports601.com and see our images from those wet and muddy uh, Friday games. Uh, Kevin, we will talk about some playoff implication games uh, at the end of us discussing what games are going on in week 11. Um, But let's talk about two games in particular, games that we will be at Friday night and how they will play out. Uh, For these teams as the playoffs are coming up Friday night. I will be in the jungle Uh, Northeast Jones is hope hosting uh, Region 5 4 a opponent Newton County Uh, Newton County is five and five on the season Northeast Jones is four and six Uh, this game is big for Northeast Jones Not only is it senior night, but this is a game that will decide Who winds up at three and who winds up in fourth place in that region? Obviously both teams have made the playoffs Uh, this game will just decide seedings I think this region here the two teams that have been uh, I don't know if I would call it surprise but two teams that have done extremely well this year that maybe not haven't done so well in the past, and that, that's these two teams, uh, Newton County and Northeast John. Newton County has not won a region game in two years prior to this season, uh, and they find themselves in the playoffs this year. And uh, Northeast John's has missed the playoffs the last couple of years. They've picked up a few wins in region play over the last couple of years, but just not have reached the the point of of winning enough games to make the playoffs. So these two teams are obviously excited for their programs, that they are in the playoffs after being at the bottom of the region for the last couple of years. I I, I foresee a Northeast Jones win, being that it's at home, it's on senior night, and uh, they have played some close games against, the two, two games they've lost in region, Quitman and Mendenhall have been really close games especially the Mendenhall game. So I just think they're the better prepared team for this game. Uh, But that's where I'll be Friday night, and that's how that region will shake up with these two teams with both making the playoffs, just playing for seedings. Uh, What about your game Friday night, Kevin?
1: Yeah, I'll be at Stringer and Sacred Heart. uh, Sacred Heart is hosting Stringer. And, you know, we've, we've talked about this, Sacred Heart, not having the season that they want to. They're 0-8. Uh, still, I haven't been out to Sacred Heart yet. I, I want to get out there and uh, give them some coverage. And um, like I said, I know it's not the season that they wanted. Obviously, but I still want to get out there and and meet some of the, meet some of the players and uh, coaches and and things like that. Uh, Like I said, they'll be hosting Stringer and that's a cross coverage game for uh, the Impacts and Jasper County News and Sports 601. Uh, Stringer is five and five. Uh, They've got to win this game to lock in uh, for the playoffs. Uh, Sacred Heart trying to pull the upset. You know, it it could happen. I mean, football is a weird sport. Yeah. But, you know, more than likely, Stringer probably wins
0: this game um, and locks themselves into the playoffs. Well, like you mentioned with Hattiesburg, I think Stringer is just kind of – they're rolling at the right time of the year. Right. And, uh, you know, with a big win over Sebastopol, who beat Resurrection Catholic the week before, one of the top teams in the south, one of the top teams in that region. Uh, this is just a, a huge win for Stringer and, and like I said, they're rolling at the right time.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you know, I'll be there uh, Friday night and uh, we'll get to see we'll get to see what happens there. Uh, some other games that you might want to mention, Uh, For Friday
0: night, yeah. Friday night we got six and four. Mize uh, traveling to Taylorsville, who's nine and one on the season. Velma Jackson six and three traveling to Raleigh, who is four and five. Heidelberg four and six are coming to Bay Springs to play the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are eight and two on the season. Wayne County is seven and two. They'll be playing Long Beach, who struggled this year. They are one and eight. Laurel seven and two will travel to Wingfield. Wingfield is one and nine. Two and seven. Forest Hill, or 3-7 Forest Hill, excuse me, is traveling to South Jones and play the Braves on the reservation. South Jones is 3-7 on the year. And last but not least, you have West Jones, 9-0 on the season, hoping to keep their perfect record in in regular season alive they play they travel to jim hill who is two and seven also to note uh in my area wayne academy and civil bay academy are in the playoffs but they get a first round bye, so they will not be playing this week Good good deal for them.
1: Uh, some games to mention in my area. Uh, big one, right off the bat, Oak Grove. They're traveling to Pearl. Both these teams are 6-3. This is one of those games. It's win and you're in. Lose and you're out. Uh, Simplest way to put it right off the bat. Uh, Presbyterian Christian, they are five and five. They travel to Jackson Prep, who is eight and two on the year. Uh, Gaucher, they're coming up to Hattiesburg. Gaucher is two and seven. Hattiesburg is three and six. Hattiesburg Hattiesburg is in that win now mode. Uh, North Forest, three and six. Perry Central, four and five. Seminary, five and five at West Marion, nine and one. have Collins traveling to St. Patrick. Collins is 2 and 7. St. Patrick is 5 and 4. Sumrall 3 and 7 at Poplarville who is 4 and 5. You have Mount Olive who is riding Hot Street. They're sitting there at 5 and 5. Richton uh, 5 and 5. So Richton will be hosting Mount Olive Friday night. And then you have Forest County AG, who is three and six. They will be traveling to Stone, who is two and six. And you can see my and James's predictions on sports601.com. Uh,
0: Kevin, let's talk about some playoff situations uh- games this week that have implications as far as what teams are going to the playoffs, what teams are on the bubble, what teams have clinched, and uh, I guess we'll kind of start in my area. Uh, The first game to mention you have Heidelberg at Bay Springs. Both of these teams are in the playoffs and this game will basically decide the three and fourth seed and uh, feel like Bay Springs is a better team. They've shown it this year, but as you know, in a rival game, uh, anything can go. Uh, Laurel has already locked up uh, playoffs, so they play Wingfield. Mize is not going to make the playoffs this year. Taylorsville has already locked in uh, that region championship. Uh, As I mentioned, and I won't go through it again. You have Newton County and Northeast Jones deciding three and four in that region. I have Velma Jackson there in the playoffs. Uh, Raleigh is uh, fighting for that third seed spot in that region. South Jones, Forest Hill, this is going to be an interesting game. There are three teams in Region 3-5A right now that are two and three on the year. Uh, South Jones is one of those teams and they're going to have to win out to make the playoffs. And I think their tougher matchup is next week against Natchez, but they're going to have to watch this game against Forest Hill. Definitely. Uh, This is a game that I actually picked Forest Hill to win. I think they could be the spoiler this week for South Jones. It's just – South Jones just gives up too many points on defense. And do not score enough on offense. I believe they've given up what 375 points so far this year and have only scored uh, 150, one something, somewhere around in that. And uh, Farce Hill is a little bit more balanced there in the 200s and in in points for and points against. Uh, so, South Jones, if they want to make the playoffs, they'll have to uh, make sure they get a win against Farce Hill this week. And Uh, have a really, really, really good game against Natchez. I think it's just one of those games where they're just gonna have to make sure they play perfect in order to win that game. Uh, So that's how that region kind of plays out uh, with South Jones. Stringer, we mentioned uh, win this game against Sacred Heart, you're in the playoffs, and then the next week they will be fighting for that three and fourth spot as they play Richton. Uh, also kind of depending on how that Richston and Mount Olive game goes as well. Uh, Wayne County, they've already locked a spot in the playoffs. They will actually play in Picayune next week. If both of those teams win, which both of them are undefeated right now in that region, this will be for the region championship. And uh, That's going to be a good game to watch, but it's not the game that I want to see uh, as far as a matchup with Picayune. The game that I want to see is West Jones and Picayune. Uh, obviously, that could happen in the South State Championship, mm-hmm. uh, but both teams will have to take care of business in order for us to be able to see that matchup. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of a rundown in my area of how the region standings are and, and what's got to happen for these teams in order to either make the playoffs or get a higher seating. What about the teams in your area?
1: Yeah, just to give a quick uh, quick rundown. Uh, essentially, pedal, if they win Friday night against George County, they're pretty much district champs. Um, George County, surprisingly, they could still wind up, if I'm not mistaken, district champs. And they kind of started out slow, and uh, they could wind up. But pedal has wins over Pearl, Brandon oak grove and northwest rankin uh, who are all tied at three and two so if pedal wins they're district champs i was listening to uh super talk last last friday night and uh everybody was really surprised that pedal was even in that conversation and uh, i know i'm new to the area but i'm i'm not they're just yeah. a complete team. I, I don't know, you know, maybe maybe there's a north side bias. I, I don't know, but I, but I I'm not surprised.
0: I'm not They're, surprised. Their only blemish on the season has been in. The Laurel game. The Laurel game, a non-district play, and, and Laurel just played lights out that game. Right. And, so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of rolling, and, and they've got some good running backs and have been able to get the job done so far. Right. They're just a complete team, in my opinion.
1: Uh, Oak Grove, kind of talked about it a little bit. They're in must-win territory. They have to go up to Pearl. They have to win to get in. And surprisingly, even though I'm saying they have to win to get in – They could wind up the two seed if things shake out. So Hmm. you could potentially be out of the playoffs Friday night, or by next week, you could wind up, I believe, in the two seed. So it's Hmm. strange. That district, that region is absolutely. Great. That yeah. is a tough top to bottom district. Uh, you have uh, Prince Christian, they are out of the playoffs. Uh, Hattiesburg, they have to win out to get in. I uh, can't believe we're saying that. You know, Hattiesburg started out uh, pretty, 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 pretty slow. Uh, yeah. But now, you know, they're kind of clicking. They got their offensive players back, and uh, Coach Vance talked about that they're, they're healthy. They're yeah. finally healthy. So,
0: you well, know. Their tougher games were at the beginning of yes. the region schedule, and so that's why they kind of started out. Uh, they didn't have a really good non-district schedule as far as wins and losses. Mm-hmm. But their first couple games in region play were against the heavy hitters, uh, Picky Yoon and Wayne County. Right. So,
1: you know, went out and they're in. Uh, North Forest, they are more than likely going to be a four seed that is a scenario that is a mouthful. I'm I'm not even going into that. It is a mouthful. A lot of what ifs.
0: Uh, run down through that, because I, I think this is <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I, I think I feel like in my area there's not a lot of what ifs, but in your area, especially in this region, there are tons of what-ifs. Okay. So I've gotta pull this up. Let me all right,
1: here we go. <laughs> This is uh, region, I wanna get the region region number right before I go into this, because it is, it is 2A. Uh, it is region eight, 2A. All right, this is a mouthful. Eastman has clinched the number one seed outright. If Perry Central defeats North Forest on Friday, Perry Central is the two seed. Collins, the 3 seed in North Forest is your 4 seed. If North Forest defeats Perry Central by 8 points or less, Perry Central is the 2 seed. Collins is the 3 seed. North Forest is the 4 seed. If North Forest defeats Perry Central by exactly 9 or 10 points, then Collins is the 2 seed. Perry Central is the 3 seed. North Forest is the 4 seed. If North Forest defeats Perry Central by 11 11 points or more, Collins is the 2 seed, North Forest is the 3 seed, Perry Central is the 4 seed. Now if St. Patrick defeats Collins this Friday, they'll be the 4 seed and the winner of Perry Central versus North Forest will be the 2 seed and the loser is the 3 seed. So, Collins needs to win, and then pretty much North Forest is locked, is seeding. Right. But there's a lot of what else. I mean, whenever it comes down to eight or nine points, but if you win by more than that, it completely changes this region, uh, except for East Marion. East Marion is the one seat. No matter what happens, East Marion is your one seat. That's a mouthful. It
0: is. Uh,
1: a lot of what is. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, moving on. Seminaries out. Collins likely the three seed. Mount Olive. If they defeat, if they defeat Richton, they're in. there's no worrying about it. They're in. If they defeat Richton, Forest County A.G. If they defeat Stone, they are in. So, so I saw a comment, uh, I believe it was Friday night, and someone, uh, maybe Brandon Shields tweeted this out, and someone replied to him and was like, wow, this game actually means something for the first time since the 80s. (laughs) So, Forest County AG and Stone, there's a ton riding on this game. Uh, Summerall and Sacred Heart are both out of the playoffs, but you know, still, for my area, we still have a lot of teams that are in whatever scenarios and some teams that are locked in already. So, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, Sunday night trying to figure out that that region with two A, it was mind boggling. Uh, I saw Brandon Shields. I, I felt pretty good about myself because Monday morning he posted the scenarios, and we were right. Like I was like, yes, I got it right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, be sure to listen to our podcast next week. Uh, Some of these things will kind of be wrapped up as far as I know for 2, 3, and 4A, they will begin playoffs next week. So we will know by then who's in, who's not, and what seating they are. Uh, 1, 5, and 6A still have this game Friday night and another – uh, regular season game left on the schedule. So, uh, but but by then I think we should have a, a clear picture of who's gonna get what and all that, except in that big 6A region that we mentioned where they're at, at this point in time is a, a five-way tie. Yeah, that's and so, uh, that's, that's gonna be a tricky situation. And uh, of course, be sure to check us out on sports601.com uh, Friday night for game stories and photos from the games that we covered, uh, kevin before we go let's talk some college football uh, got a big game saturday a playoff game in juco uh, you got number seven in the nation jones they will be traveling to Senatobia to play northwest uh, kevin uh, with jones and guff coast both in the south have, have are in the playoffs i think we're going to see those two teams play for the state championship i just i really believe that and i think you know based on how jones played guff coast the first time uh, which that game ended guff coast winning uh 20 to 14 yes i believe uh jones has a chance yeah they do uh jones scored all fourteen points
1: in the fourth quarter kind of wore Gulf Coast out. If mm-hmm. you go back and you look at that recap, um, I, I do think there's a shot. Uh, I'm I'm kind of keeping an eye on Gulf Coast and East Miss. Uh, those, as Buddy Stevens put it last week, it, the world wouldn't be right if Gulf Coast and East Miss weren't playing for something on the line. Uh, so I'm kind of keeping an eye on that. Obviously. Looking at Jones College too, but um, I, I think that you know Jones College if they would probably rather play East Miss this year. I feel like East Miss isn't exactly what they were the past few years, but more than likely, uh, I feel like we'll have Jones College versus
0: Gulf Coast. They just kind of run an offense that uh, can give some, give some teams some 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 trouble. Mm-hmm. And and think about this now, if Jones had beaten Kahoma in that first game of the season uh, they may have a shot they might would have a shot to play for the national championship they still have an outside shot in my opinion
1: they're sitting there at 7
0: yeah. if
1: you if you win in a dominating fashion against Northwest and then you beat uh, Gulf Coast who's number one mm-hmm. and you beat them maybe by two scores Yeah, you have an outside That's- shot to maybe sneak in, uh, the Oklahoma loss is just... Yeah, and Everybody's-
0: that was a devastating loss for Jones. Yes, uh, Obviously, they rebounded and have done really well this season making the playoffs once again, but uh, that loss is... At, at, right now, it's kind of coming back to bite them, uh, but they're a much better team than they were in that first game against Kohoma. Kohoma just, just had the recipe for a win, and I think a lot of that had to do with some turnovers Jones had in that game, but... Uh, Yeah, I would love to see a Jones College and Gulf Coast rematch for the state championship. Other games going on Saturday. uh, Southern Miss has got an open date. You have Mississippi State traveling to Arkansas and Ole Miss traveling to Auburn. Uh, Kevin, let's kind of talk about that Mississippi State-Arkansas game. We had Chad Morris earlier in the week uh, pretty much say that they were going to beat Mississippi State and I think a lot of people maybe took that in a wrong way it wasn't so much as him saying we're gonna beat them we're gonna beat mississippi state i think what he was trying to say because if you listen to the clip further he talks about we're gonna win and we're gonna put and we're gonna have to do it by putting the best players on the field so basically he was saying we're looking for a way to win it wasn't so much as a shot to mississippi state it was just like we're coming into this game Expecting to win, wanting to win, and we're going to do whatever it takes to win yeah. uh, rather than just saying we're just going to beat Mississippi State because that would be a stupid move on his part, especially with how Arkansas has done this year. Uh, that would almost pretty much seal his fate to call out Mississippi State and then lose that game. Um, so, be an interesting matchup to see. I think Mississippi State opens up as a seven and a half favorite uh, in this game. Uh, well, I, I take that back. They opened up as a seven-point favorite. I saw yesterday, or has been moved to a seven-and-a-half favorite. I, I think they're going to win this game by two or three scores, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier. I feel like you have that play-in on loop. Um, if you're Mississippi State, I think if you're Joe Moorhead and you say you're committed to Mississippi State, you say you know, you're committed here long-term, and obviously the fans are not buying that. But I think it would go a long way if he just flat out made a statement against Arkansas. Even though Arkansas was abysmal, if you win this game by 21, 28 points, and, and I'm gonna use this term, but if you put your foot on their throat and just press down and yeah. say, look, this is a statement. This We're gonna turn this ship around. I think you gain a little bit of your fan base back and you put some excitement back in the program because state fans are just beat up right now. I, that's and, how I and, feel And like. this is
0: a game they have to win in order to, uh, beat be Right. Honest. I mean uh, they've got Alabama left they're not going to beat Alabama we just go ahead and flat out say that uh, but you got if they can beat Arkansas and they have a game against what is it Abilene Abilene um, Christian Abilene Christian uh, as our boss say a trap game <laughs> just joking don't don't take that personal, state fans. But uh, my boss is a state fan. He was just kind of joking about that. But if they win that game and then win the Egg Bowl, they're both eligible. Right. Ole Miss, on the other hand, has a harder track to win a bowl game. In order for them, they'll have to win the Egg Bowl. They'll have to beat New Mexico State, which is plausible. But then they'll have to upset either Auburn or LSU, and I just don't see that happening.
1: You mean you don't think they can upset LSU? <laughs> no. <laughs> no way I, man I, I you know you talk about that and i just look back on Ole Miss's schedule and just think of how close some games were uh the cow game you just go back and you look at that and if you win that game you you probably are going to a bowl game um uh, should it been Missouri yeah, I feel like he should have beaten Missouri. I still hold true to it. I think he should
0: have beat Texas a and M. I I yep. think A&M is highly overrated this season. Uh, so... You know, there are only a, a few plays from having a winning record right now and a nice winning record. Yeah, there are only a few um, plays. I'm not an Ole Miss an fan. They're on an upward trend. Let's just put it that way. Right. I'm um, not an old Miss fan, but, man, they're just a few plays away from an eight or nine win season. But... If you look at their schedule next year, cause you're just like, okay, next year they're gonna they're gonna do it. You know, they're they're gonna be bowl eligible and all this stuff. But man, have you seen Ole Miss's schedule for next year? It's pretty it tough. brutal. Especially those first five games. You got Baylor. Baylor's on the up and up. You're gonna have to play Auburn, LSU, and Alabama in the first five weeks of the season. Right. And Baylor's undefeated right now. Yeah, so obviously I
1: mean, they're coming back from their controversy. And then you think. got Houston.
0: Houston's not a pushover.
1: Houston's undefeated right now, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they're still undefeated. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not
0: yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. Is it no, I think it's no. SMU. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know that. that it's a brutal schedule next year. If they can get bowl eligible next year, that, that would be great. But, you know, you say, you know, next year they're going to be a lot better, and they probably will be. I really think they will, defensively and offensively. they just got a brutal schedule next year. So, you know, it's uh, – I don't know. It's just one of those situations and, and how the schedule was made out years ago and, and how it just plays out for all Miss. But those are your games that we got going on Saturday in college football. Uh, be sure to check us out at sports601.com for all your high school, JUCO, and college sports updates, articles, photos, and videos. Uh, until next week, we'll see you out on the field. Have a good one.